Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 196. Now, if you've got a looped race planned in the future, you're going to like this episode because today we're going to talk about setting up your personal aid station, like the place that you will come every time you do a loop. And this topic actually came up during a recent group coaching call inside the She Runs Ultras membership. And one of our members, Becky, is going to be doing a looped race. And she wanted some advice on how to set up her aid station. She was basically like, I've never done this before. I have no clue where to even start. I haven't the foggiest idea what I'm going to need. And because her husband is going to be crewing for her, she wanted some help figuring out how to set him up for success because he's not really done this before either. So I didn't really have like a specific plan that I could give her in the moment. So we just sort of talked through some of these like buckets or categories that I'm going to share with you here. And these are things that whenever I'm trying to plan for a race, I think through. I don't think there's like one cut and dry answer as to here's how you set up your personal aid station. You have to think about it in terms of these categories and the race that you're doing, because obviously every race is different. So let's just talk about these things. So here are the different categories or buckets that you could sort of think about as you start to plan for your personal aid station. And I'm going to list them out and then we'll sort of go through them bit by bit. So the first one is shelter or privacy. The second is food and water supplies, like, you know, amassing the food and water that you'll need clothing and equipment specifically for you as the runner and comfort of your crew. Now, there might be more categories, but I think these four really encompass the majority of what you need to think about. So if you go through each of these categories and think about what is offered by the race and what you as the runner, the athlete would like to have, you can come up with a list of supplies that you'll need in order to bring to have a really kick-ass personal aid station. And I've done races like that are, that run the gamut, right? Like I've had just a chair, like a folding chair set up in the shade with a cooler and a backpack with the stuff that I needed all the way up to a legit full campsite, (laughs) you know, like I've talked about our setup for ghost train, which is literally our truck with a rooftop tent and the, the, the external tent, like a whole legit aid station unto itself. And you can make this as simple or as intricate as you want or need. So don't hear me say, I set up a full campsite and think, oh fuck, I have to do that too. (laughs) Like you can do what you need to do. And going through these different categories will help you figure that out. So I think it's a worthwhile exercise for you to take a pen and paper and write down these four categories and then think about what you need in order to be successful. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no fucking clue, like I've never done this before, I have no idea, that's okay. You'll learn as you go, especially as you write this down and think through 
But my suggestion would be to take more than you think you'll need or want because I'm of the <laughs> the bent that like it's better for you to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And as you go, you'll sort of whittle down your list. You'll know the things that are your must-haves and then what are the things that are the nice ha- nice to haves. So let's talk about these things here. Um, Shelter and privacy. I think about shelter from the elements for both athlete and crew, and then privacy for when or if you need to change. Um, This is important, especially in a looped race, because you might, it might come a time where the weather changes as you're coming through that aid station and you don't want to stand out in the rain or if it's blazing hot, you want some protection from the sun. Food and water supplies, you need to understand what's going to be provided by the race in order to figure out what you want at your specific aid station. And clothing and equipment, again, you're going to know what you need in terms of clothing. Like, is it hot? Is it cold? Is it windy? Is it sunny? Like, what do you need? Are you going to bring your poles? How often will you come back to this aid station? I'm sort of getting ahead of myself here, but I want to give you things to think about in each of these categories. And then comfort of your crew. This is one that we don't talk about a lot because we're so heavily focused on the runner, but if you're going to have somebody there that is helping to take care of you, what do they need in order to be taken care of so that they can take care of you? (laughs) That's a lot of care, but you get the point. They're going to have a lot of time in between your loops and they need comfort and care in order to be able to help you because if they're cold or tired or hungry, they're going to be of absolutely no use to you. So here are some questions that I asked Becky during our coaching call to help her get a handle on what she would need for her aid station. And so you got to sort of think about, okay, the buckets that we just talked about and think about these questions. And this will, again, help you to go from having an infinite number of possibilities in terms of how do I set up this aid station to whittling it down to, okay, now I understand what I need for shelter and privacy. Now I know how much food and water I'm going to need. Now I know the clothing and the equipment, and now I know how to take care of my crew so that they can take care of me. So in no particular order, Well, actually, this is sort of in in a particular order. This very first question, I think, is important to um, answer first because otherwise you might bring not enough or too much. But basically, here's the question. What are you allowed to do in terms of a setup or footprint per the race director? Now, some places will allow you to use your car as the aid station, as your own aid station, and set up legit right at your car. Others, you can't do that. You have to porter yourself and your stuff over to that site. And it could be super close or it could be super far. So maybe know or try to figure this out ahead of time because this will really dictate how simple or how intricate your setup can or how you want it to be. The second question is, will there be other aid stations provided by the race? So this will help you to determine how much stuff you'll need to bring and how much you can get on the course, specifically the food, the water, you know, all the other aid. Will there actually be someone there at those aid stations should you need medical attention, right? So just sort of figuring out what other aid stations will be provided, what's going to be part of the race 
um, supplies that are provided, where on the course will those be? And what will be provided? We already talked about that, right? So figuring out what comes with your entry to the race and what pairing that up with, okay, what do I know that I need in order to be successful? Do they have it or should I bring it? All right. We talked about this sort of alluded to it earlier, but what will the weather be like on race day? So do you need protection from the sun or the rain? Do you need a place to change? So like, can you do that in your car? Do you have one of those little pop-up tents? That's not even like really a tent. It's like a little changing tent. Is that enough? Are there going to be porta potties or like tents where you can change? Will those be provided by the race or should you bring this? Or is it just going to be like your crew person holding up a blanket, <laughs> shading you or uh, keeping you private from, from, from public view as you change, right? So these are things you want to think through ahead of time. We want to try to avoid public nudity <laughs> if we can manage it, right? Um... Yeah, this will be a big element for your crew too. Like, what's the weather going to be like? Where will they spend their time while you're out on the course? They're going to need to stay warm or dry or cool or out of the sun. So make sure that all the things that we're talking about here for you, you're also thinking about for your crew. They need clothing. They need food. They need entertainment, right? Um, lots of times my husband will bring books and podcasts and, you know, music, um, like he'll bring his own stuff to go out for a walk or a hike, depending on how long the loop is. This is, this will be different if you're doing a one mile loop or if you're doing a 10 mile loop, right? So that's important. Like how that sort of leads me into my next question that I asked Becky, which was how often will you be coming through this aid station, your own personal aid station, right? Is it every mile? Is it every three hours? Is it every six miles? What does that look like for you? What are you planning on doing in terms of a pace? And then communicating that with your crew person, okay? And really, again, it's for you to understand how much stuff you'll need to bring with you from that aid station out on your loop, but it's also really for your crew so they you set the expectation for how long they have in between your pit stops, right? Every time you're coming through. And then last but not least is what do you want when you come through your aid station, your own personal pit stop here. Again, this is for you, but it's also for your crew. The more that they know ahead of time, the better they can assist you and the faster your pit stop will be, like the less time you'll burn standing around thinking, Ugh, okay, what do I need now? So part of this process is meant to help you think through how long will my loop be? How much food and water do I need to take with me? What do I need to gather every time? When do I need to change clothes, right? If you start out in the morning, let's say you're doing a hundred miler, you're going to need a change of clothes, especially if you're racing up here in the Northeast and it's maybe early spring or late fall. And as the nightfall comes, you're going to need warm layers, or maybe you start out in the cool. So you have warm layers on, and then you ditch them in the middle of the day. And then you need sun protection, 
And then as the sun sets, you need those warm layers again. So thinking through the order of operations, sun up to sundown or race start to race finish and anticipating what you might want or need ahead of time. Now, again, if you don't know, that's fine, but just start to logically think through the time of day, the temperature, the weather, the fatigue, the food, the water you're going to need, how are you going to take care of your feet? And then again, make that big list. Like it's better that the list be big and you have everything that you need. than you just think, oh, I'll bring a chair and some water and a bag of chips and whatever. It'll be fine, right? Especially if you haven't done your due diligence to know that your race doesn't have any manned aid stations, right? Maybe they only have water stops, right? Like you'd be screwed if that was the case and you didn't think this through ahead of time. So make a list and have a conversation with the person that's going to be crewing you ahead of time. Maybe make a list and say, okay, every loop, I need to have X, Y, and Z. If it's nighttime, I need to have A, B, and C, so on and so forth, just so that they understand. And this is especially important if they are totally new to crewing and they have no idea. Sometimes people um, ask about this and they're like, I don't want to seem overbearing. I promise you, if you're, you've convinced somebody to help crew you at your own personal aid station, they want to do the best possible job for you. So set them up for success and communicate clearly. And the only way you can do that is to have gone through this sort of an exercise for yourself ahead of time and think through again, from race start to race finish, the things that you're going to want um, from a clothing perspective, from a food and water perspective. I've even gone so far as to communicate with my crew about how I would like them to talk to me. And this might sound a little weird, but like, I'm sort of of the, <laughs> the, the mindset, like I would like positive vibes only. So even if shit is going sideways, we will acknowledge it, but we are a solutions oriented crew. <laughs> like we are not going to talk about, man, that glass climb sucked. Or if I do say that, then I follow it up with, but I'm here now and something else positive. Like it's all downhill from here, or it's only X number of miles to the next aid station or whatever it might be. Okay. So be clear in terms of your crew person, all of those details, and then that way it'll just be so smooth and it will be like, you'll have the best well-manned aid station. Other people will be looking at yours for inspiration, right? If you take the time to go through this, you can also even get really like slick with it and label your boxes and have a spreadsheet. And you can, again, you can make this as simple or as intricate as you like. And especially if you like organization, making these lists, having things in labeled baggies or bins. I mean, anything that you can do to help set yourself up for success and take the mental load off yourself and your crew person by being really planned out and really strategic, it will go a long way. All right. And one last thing I would like to say about this 
Best laid plans sometimes go to shit. (laughs) Okay. So you can do all of this planning and then something happens and you have to just make do with what you've got or do the best that you can under the given circumstances. So just know that, right? Just because you go through this exercise and you make this list and you set everything up perfectly doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go off without a hitch. All right. But it's better if you do the planning and you've got it all worked out so that you have something to work off of. Because if you just wing it, and you fly by the seat of your pants, you can get very flustered, especially if your crew person is new, they don't know what they're doing. It can be a complete and total cluster, clusterfuck, right? And that's what we don't want. Okay. So hopefully that has helped you guys. Let's just review those buckets again. So shelter and privacy, food and water supplies, clothing and equipment, specifically you for the runner, and then comfort of your crew. Like what do they need in order to be taken care of so that they can take care of you? All right. And then think through those questions. What are you allowed to do in terms of a setup or a footprint per the race director? Will there be other aid stations provided by the race? And what will they offer? What do you anticipate the weather to be like on race day and have the appropriate clothing and shelter for that? How often do you plan to come through this aid station and what do you want when you do come through? All right, mapping that all out and having a plan for everything. So in case you're new here, or if you missed it in the past, I'm on a mission to help 10,000 women run their first 50K. So it would mean a lot to me if you would rate and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Maybe that's Apple or Spotify or Amazon. Honestly, it goes a long way to helping more women like you find the podcast as well as me and the free resources that I offer here. You could also share your favorite episode on your social media feed, or maybe just pass it along to your best running friends or the group that you meet with once a week or whenever you see them. It would really mean a lot to me and I would appreciate it. If you're over on Facebook, I want to invite you to join me in my private group, Run Your First 50K. Just search for Run Your First 50K under groups, then request to join and answer the questions. I ask you to do that so that I know how to help you, but it also helps me filter out the many bots that try to join the group on a weekly basis. And if you'd like to be coached by me in 2024, make sure that you're on the She Runs Ultras wait list. I'm opening spots in my private membership on January 1st, 2024. And this is where I give you everything I've got in terms of helping you directly, coaching you through the process of training for your first ultra. We've got training plans and coaching calls and strength and mobility work. We've got mindset coaching. You get a one-on-one call with me every month. And that's not to mention the kick-ass community of women just like you that want to stretch their comfort zone and see what they can do. I cannot wait to see you inside the membership, but in order to do that, you've got to get on the wait list. Just go to sherunsultras.com and click the little red button up in the corner that says get notified. 
ladies on the wait list get first dibs on available spots. So make sure that you're on that list before January 1st. You've only got a couple weeks left. So don't put off running your first ultra. I have a feeling that 2024 is your year. So let's go. 